This is Self Care You with Scott, and on today's show, we sit down and have a conversation with a friend of the podcast, Melissa Wood. Originally from Durham region, Melissa has never been a person afraid to relocate. After spending a year living in Australia, Melissa decided to head back to Toronto and join the rat race. But the desire for more kicked in, and Melissa found herself accepting a position in the Yukon. As you can tell, Melissa loves to travel, with prelim plans of an Eastern Europe trip already beginning, assuming that this COVID thing gets out of the way. Aside from traveling, Melissa is also a mental health advocate. Today we have a conversation about traveling the world, mental health, and what life is like away from Ontario and in the Yukon. This is Self Care You, and we're about to level up with Melissa Wood. What's good, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Self Care You. Today, we have an awesome conversation with a friend of the podcast, Melissa Wood. We chat about relocating from one of North America's biggest cities to one of Canada's most northern territories. We also get into dermatillomania and Melissa's ongoing work to support those dealing with mental health issues. Our sixth episode with Holly Yager reached across the country and connected Melissa and Holly. Community is powerful, and this connection is a perfect example. I'm excited for this conversation, so let's get into it. So today we have a conversation with a friend of the podcast, Melissa Wood. Melissa, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, how's everything going with COVID? How are you doing with COVID? Um, I kind of feel almost like I'm on another planet just because I am so far away from like friends and family. We're pretty fortunate up here in terms of like actual cases and kind of the activities we can do. But the fact that I don't have any family up here is kind of hard. Well, I can imagine it's difficult and maybe we just get right back to the start. You know, that's a great spot for the podcast to start off with is your journey from Toronto to the Yukon. How about you give us a little bit of how that happened? That seems like so, such a big thing to me. I don't hear about anybody ever go to the Yukon. So that's why I feel like it's so intriguing. Nothing against the Yukon, but I definitely did not give the Yukon ever any thought. And I think back to like, you know, primary school, when we learn about Canada, it's, it's, you know, all this focus is on the provinces and then it's kind of like, yeah, and there's these territories up there, but yeah, <laughs> we don't really know anything about them. Yeah. So I'd been living in Toronto from, I guess, 2013 and I'd finished an HR certificate and I was really having difficulty getting full-time work in HR. I was working a part-time job in a chiropractor. And then I was also working part-time in HR at a not-for-profit. And it just basically was like, every time I went on an interview, I felt like when the hiring manager or the recruiting manager found out my HR position was part-time, I felt very dismissed, very like, well, that's not real HR experience. And more time went by and it was really hard. And I think COVID has really highlighted this, the issue of like 
people who are employed in precarious employment. I had zero sick days, um, the not-for-profit. I was three hours shy a week of being eligible for any sort of employee benefits. So it's just the combination of precarious employment and not being able to get secure employment, just like I was miserable. I tried to talk myself into becoming a computer coder, even though that is zero interest to me. And it didn't, it did not go well. It went as about as I expected. Um, And then I took a year off, did a certificate in workplace wellness and health promotion that I had wanted to do for a while. But then I was kind of back at square one once that year was over. It was like, okay, I need a job again. I was like, okay, maybe I need to leave Toronto. But I was thinking like Guelph, maybe Ottawa. Like I could still take the train home on the weekend. I basically applied as a joke. I saw this posting for a term on Indeed. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw in an application kind of as a mind trick to basically be like, okay, I'm doing everything I can do to, to find a job. So I had to do a written assignment. Uh, Then I had a, like my first ever video interview. And basically it was only in a four week period from applying to me moving to the Yukon. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I had to find a place to live and, and there's hardly anywhere to rent up here. I don't know if it was like the planets aligned or what, but I did find an amazing apartment that was also furnished and pet friendly because I was only moving originally on a term. And right. I'm like, well, to move somewhere and have to either ship or like buy furniture. Yeah. So I had four weeks to pack up my life in Toronto. And I arrived in Whitehorse with uh, two suitcases. And I imagine that had to have been like entering into a different world. You know, we know obviously Toronto being one of the biggest cities in North America and traveling into, you know, a different climate, different scenery, different landscape. That must have been, you must have been a little bit anxious in that moment or were you good? I remember looking around and being like, okay, I guess this is my life now. And yeah, like, I mean, Oshawa is probably the smallest city I've actually lived in. And Oshawa is, you know, it's not tiny. And stuff also isn't fancy up here. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's just very, like, things serve their purpose, but they're not super fancy. Yeah, because I had to stay in, like, a hotel the first night because I couldn't get into my apartment until the next day. Yeah, it was just kind of like all right yeah just jump into it right get used to it I guess yeah I moved there August 23rd and I started my job I think like August 27th wow that's a pretty big change (laughs) I know one of the things you told me about was that you lived in Australia for a year so I'm interested to kind of know what that was like in comparison to kind of being in the Yukon now, like, you know, is there any yeah. type of comparison or, or was it easier, the transition? What was that like over there in Australia? Australia? Well, it was kind of young and fun, I guess. Um, there wasn't that pressure for a career. I was only there for a year. I was on a working holiday. I definitely learned a lot. 
And I think with the Yukon, I almost maybe in hindsight think maybe Australia was preparing me for this move to the Yukon. Um, cause I moved to the Australia with some friends and kind of, I was the quietest of them all. And I think I did kind of depend a lot on my one friend and maybe didn't, maybe wasn't as independent as maybe I could have been or wanted to be. Right. Um, so I kind of, now I was like, just like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm all on my own and even like my friend who I depended on a lot she's like no it's kind of crazy what you've done yeah it feels like it is well only because we always just make it seem like the Yukon's just so far away you know what I mean like we make it seem like it's just that place that we know that's up there we just forget about and and then everyone thinks like if you ever go there it's absolutely crazy like I have some friends that go up there and do some youth work and when they come home and they tell me these stories, I, you know, at first used to think like, man, it is out of there. Like why all the way up there? But then you start to understand like there's people living up there. Like it just might just be smaller than what we're used to. Right. Yeah. So. And people that grew up here, they're like, Melissa, you should have seen this way back when. like, we're like, we have a Walmart now. Like there was a time <laughs> we didn't have Walmart. My wife's family all comes from, Newfoundland, right? So it's a very simplistic way of living. It's, uh, as you mentioned earlier, like fancy, you know, everything serves its purpose for its purpose. Yeah. Well, I also being up here have realized that like, you don't really need a lot of stuff. Like how much time when you're in a big city, how much time say, do you spend just like window shopping or going into a store just because you can not because you truly need something. Right. That's pretty awesome to think just different ways, you know, down here, obviously in Ontario and Southern Ontario, we have the ability to go to kind of outlet malls and whatever we want. We're so close to it that we can just spend outside of our means or what we really need to, right? That's an awesome way of thinking of, you know, just being simplistic sometimes allows you to expand how you view things, right? And take it in Mm -hmm. and and understand you can become a better person with value to things versus just continuously spending. I'm really interested when COVID's done here, you know, the travel bans are gone that you wanted to get on a European kind of trip. Tell me what that entails. Well, first and foremost, my first trip has to be home. Yeah, sure. uh, (laughs) As my mother, well, and rightly so, but I guess it's been like the beginning of January, 2020, that I last saw my parents um, because we went for Christmas in Vancouver, like 2019. So yeah, actually I've had an Eastern European trip booked since November, 2019, because there was like a a Black Friday sale and the intent was to go September, 2020. Obviously that didn't happen. So then I contacted them and I'm like, Okay, push it to May 2021. I was like, by then, like everything should be good to go. Emailed them again. And I was like, just September 2022. (laughs) But then in that, I actually ended up adding a week. I was like, if I'm waiting this long, I'm like, I'm going, I'm going big. So yeah, I'm doing a tour with Intrepid Travel and I'm going to go to 
Hungary, Romania, Moldova, and then the Ukraine. That's pretty awesome. Like that's going to yeah. be some experiences just in itself. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's, you know, places that you don't hear too often of people visiting. So I think you love traveling. I think that's that's pretty clear, or at least experiencing new places. I think that's pretty easy yeah. to understand. I'm, I'm interested. What's your favorite place that you have been to or that you want to go to? Well, it's funny. This Eastern European trip, my one friend jokes. She's like, yes, I've been hearing about this for 10 years. So I'm very excited for you when you actually get to go. <laughs> um, so Eastern Europe's always, I guess, piqued my interest. I don't know if I have a favorite place that I've been. Like they've all been great in their own right. New Zealand's a little special because I have a friend that lives there. So I would definitely like to go back there. And then Australia, even though I lived there for a year and visited one more time, because it's like Canada and so big, there's still like lots I haven't seen. Okay. So let's turn the conversation a little bit because I want to ask you this question. What does being an advocate mean to you? So I think it's just using your voice and not like, I think maybe people are hesitant to use the word advocate or to speak up because they're like, well, I don't really have a platform or who am I going to reach? Like, for example, the reason we're doing this podcast right now is because I reached out to you with the trichotillomania uh, episode you did. And I also messaged your guest because I wanted to make sure that she knew about the Canadian Body Focused Support Network for BFRBs, just because it's been such a great support system for me. And I was like, you know what, even if it's one person. So I think it's just, yeah, just using your voice for good. Yeah, that's pretty awesome explanation. That's exactly what happened. You know, we released the episode with Holly. She's amazing. And then you and I, in our life had worked together and had known each other and kind of life went on. And then you reached out to me and had a conversation about this episode that meant something to you. And, and we were able to kind of obviously have a conversation from there. I, you know, I think it's really interesting. I'm learning about trichotillomania and really how it affected people and the anxiety that's developed. And I think it's amazing that now we have this ability to help individuals who might be going through this that don't necessarily have input from somebody. So I think, yeah, you know, having another person like yourself that's able to reach out to someone and have conversation is important. I'm really interested in just seeing how you feel about, you know, sharing your story with people and, and maybe helping people in general. I have a sister BFRB of trichotillomania. So I chronically pick at my skin. Part of why I wanted to share that link was because I've actually met like two of my closest friends through that support network. Like they even became my roommates when I was in Toronto. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like some days it's hard. Some days you don't feel like explaining yourself and people can be very judgmental and feel like it's their right to basically say whatever they think about you to you. But I figure the more people know about it, the more I can educate people. Hopefully I'll no longer have to have conversations 
justifying that no it's more than a habit it's not just a matter of stopping and even unfortunately like I think things are getting better but even even like physicians with these behaviors they're very kind of at a loss I've uh, people in the BFRB community are almost educating physicians it's just I think the more they can you know get out there be recognized I think can only improve things listen I think education and communication about any topic helps the general population understand what's going on and the stigma you know realize that people are suffering from certain things but we can all help each other by you know, lending an ear, being there to have a conversation, making sure you don't feel judgment and you don't feel uncomfortable. I really like having the conversation with Holly because we just didn't know each other at all, Mm -hmm. came together and she was very open. She had released a social media clip of herself uh, shaving her head to to let people know about the awareness of trichotillomania. And that's how we built our conversation. And she was so brave and sharing her story very much like you are. And I think That's what we need to do in order to end this stigma of people judging people because we have certain things that are just part of us that make us human, right? Well, and I also think another big key is like not comparing each other's like traumas or issues to be like, oh, kind of, well, you think that's bad. Well, try kind of living my life. It's like, everyone needs to be validated. Like we don't know everyone's story. Yeah, very much so. I agree with you. Everyone comes from a different path line, right? And you don't know how you get to that path line, but we all know that we're having this specific conversation about whatever it is for a reason. And you have to make sure that you don't judge people in those. You can't just make a decision on how you feel about somebody because of a certain way they are or whatever it may be. For me, that's just absolutely crazy. I, I still have a hard time like comprehending that someone literally just makes a judgment because something you might be going through without really getting to know a person. It's really unintelligent to be quite honest with you, but I'm glad that we're having this conversation. I do want to make sure I bring up one thing because you did mention it to me, uh, tap dance. I really want to hear about, your love for tap dance and what it means to you. Yeah. So it's something I've been doing off and on since I was little. That's definitely something I miss about Toronto though. Cause pre COVID it's pretty much, you can go to any sort of drop in dance class that you want. Whereas up here, I mean, I'm thankful that there's even one class I can go to, but there is only one tap class a week. Yeah. It's just a good de-stressor. It's a good community like my teacher from Toronto who's amazing she has been super great during the pandemic and uh, like accommodating the the time difference um, between Toronto and the Yukon so that I could um, attend some series of online classes that she was doing that's pretty awesome you gotta love that give you a little slice of home I guess yeah. And like, she's so passionate about tap dancing too. So like she hosts, like she'll host like, like kind of like tap history, like zoom meetings and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely helped me feel connected during the pandemic. Melissa, listen, I'm really happy that you connected with me. This is a great conversation. And I have a, a question for you that we ask everyone in generality, I guess, but 
if you had a little person sitting in front of you that's going through some of the things that you might have went through with really like struggling to try and figure out what's maybe something you would say to them to really help them out, motivate them, let them know that they're they're cared and loved. Don't be hard on yourself. You matter just the way that you are. And I know for me, granted, like, obviously, I probably wasn't ready to like talk about things and maybe tackle my issues. But I think the younger someone can, you know, talk about things that are bothering them and get help for things, I think is amazing. And I think will only help you ease into adulthood. Awesome. I appreciate your time, Melissa. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. I'd like to thank Melissa for chatting with us about dermatillomania and her experiences. If you're battling mental health issues in silence, please know that there is support. Please visit the Canadian Mental Health Association for information to help support you. That's cmha.ca or 1-833-456-4566 should you be in crisis. This is Self Care You, and we definitely leveled up today with Melissa Wood. (laughs) 